Yeah, nice one, Colin. I have to say to my players sometimes, what, what are you waving the DMs guide at me for? Why are you getting the monster manual out? I'm making up my own stats. That's what a DM's for, isn't it? <laughs> hello, hello. I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit, episode 156. Happy to entertain you, Mr. Aldridge. Happy to entertain you. And Dave there, he's talking about... Uh, well, he's referring to something I said on my previous episode about the great basilisk debate where uh, one of our players, Carl, would brought up a, a picture of a basilisk, a 5e one, and uh, Sonny was suggesting that they were a snake and... If you go back, 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 some good episodes ago, Rayo is actually called in and uh, kind of clarified this matter. He left a, a message, especially for Sonny, which uh, which went down very well here in the Green Household. And uh, we've we've been kind of going back over that and uh, Sonny wanted to record something about that. We didn't get round to doing it. So on the way home today in the car, I thought we'd have a little chat with Sonny and record something else for the podcast. So I want to dedicate this to anybody out there who's playing RPGs with their family or introducing other youngsters to the hobby. It's it's a great fun time and you can also, you have these chats that go on outside of the game and, and that's another great thing, just the to and from school or sitting around the dinner table chats and this discussion of the basilisk just brought this to my mind and I, I thought I would share this with you you guys. I hope you enjoy. So, Sonny, we're going to do a bit of recording for the old podcast. Are we? Yep. So you'll need to speak up because we're driving. There'll be a bit of road noise. Okay. <laughs> so finished up the first season of the Western Lands campaign with me DMing. What do you think? What? Have you got any thoughts? Didn't you say, well, um, I quite like the system, um, which is basic fantasy, but um, it's good because it has ascending armor class. I don't really like ascend, uh, descending armor class. Okay. Um, but um, the actual campaign, I quite liked. The whole, like, um, the whole, like, temp. Um, Tomb of the Serpent Kings. All right. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting because I think that was the main thing. But then we went off and did kind of other stuff. Okay. So we could didn't only solely do that as like a mega dungeon. Right. And you know, 
you realised that that was the main thing because that was what you chose to do. Yeah, because it, and it is just so massive. Like, we, we'd uncovered a lot of ground, but I don't think we've uncovered nearly all of it, really. So do you like that idea of going back to places or...? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, th th that seems to be something that's happening in my games more often recently. I, I don't know if it's because things have got a little... I've... Well, since I got rid of using the DM screen, things have got a little bit more fatal. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that is. It's not like I'm one for fudging the dice. I think it's I just changed my style of play when I got rid of the screen. I think that's what it is. So, have you noticed differences since I started playing without a screen? Well, well, there's a lot of players. Uh, a lot of players. What the? Uh, no, like, there's a lot of the, the group kind of switching around a bit with different people, having different players. But I don't think that's got to do with that. Oh, okay. But yeah, I've noticed that. And but the other thing is. Um, When you, once you've removed the screen, you've kind of been telling us if we've been making a plan for the last 30 minutes, kind of thing. You, I don't think you seem to do that as much when you have the screen for some reason. Well, you, you think I've been encouraging you to pick up the pace, you mean? Or? Yeah, you've been, rather than like the DM, you've kind of felt more like a member of the group almost. Ah, okay. And do you think that's even more pronounced because I've changed where I'm sitting at the table? Yeah. Do you prefer it where I'm where I'm sitting now or when I'm sitting down one end of the table? Well, I prefer it because I sit next to you and I get heard a lot more. Ah. But... Because before, one of the group members would have to, like, if I said something... If one, like, quite often one of the group members would kind of point out that I've said it. But now, I kind of can say it and everyone hear me rather than just one person then them have to point it out. Right, so you're getting heard more. Right, well that's, that's definitely good. That's, that can be a problem in groups where you've got louder people, quieter people. Uh, me stating the obvious again. But uh, you've got a little... Story. Remember, you was telling me about uh, your friend at school. How did how did that story go? You and your friend at school. Uh, Sam, was it? Oh, what way is that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, just tell them. Okay. <laughs> so what? What do I say? <laughs> well, basically, you got a you got a. A friend at school, and you started doing a bit of role playing, haven't you? Yeah, I, d I didn't use any dice. I just did it on the fly. I just whatever he kind of said he was doing, he did. So it's what we would maybe call collaborative storytelling, where between the two of you, you're you were making up some kind of. So was you? Did you structure it like an adventure? Almost, yeah. It was just. Did he go somewhere as a character and? Well, it was just basically, um, he was just a human fighter, 
and um, with a sword and a bow. And um, yeah, he someone had put a price on this assassin's head because he was trying to kill like the mayor of the town. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was a price of fifty gold pieces on the first um, either bringing back, even bring either bring him back dead or like alive. And th- is this the boy that you said he his understanding of role playing was? What was his understanding of role playing? Oh yeah, his understanding of role playing was a bit over the top, really. So <laughs> what do you mean by that? It was like not tell you what you were doing, do what you were doing. So in real life. In real life, yeah. so like um, dressing up and yeah, go out if you're a wizard. You'd like dress up as your wizard with your purple robes or whatever, and go walking on the street with your staff or whatever. So that is more like something we call LARPing, which is a thing. It's live action role playing. Maybe his. Did he explain to you why he thought it was that? Has he seen somebody doing that? Or... I don't know. No, he just said like that's what he thought role playing was. Oh right, interesting. And he knew what like a D twenty was, which. I don't think anyone in our school knows what it is. When you oh. say when you say dice, they pick up a D six. And he he knew what a D twenty was. Did he did yeah. he refer? Did he call it a D twenty? Yeah. yeah, he said D twenty. And he hasn't played any any games. Does he play on on a computer maybe or maybe? But like he knew like pretty much every type of dice. Oh wow! So that's pretty cool. So. Do you think you might get some more people to join you and get a little bit of a like lunchtime group together or Probably something? Probably not. Probably not. Ah, well. You're still quite young for that. I, I think I'd get more players from like a Fortnite group. I'd, I'd get a few more people. Well, you could just make up a, a Fortnite role-playing game, you couldn't you? You could, like, jump out of the Yeah, you could, oh, well. defi- you could definitely do that. I know you could easily make something up like that. And especially, it's not like you've got a load of rules or anything. You're just kind of... Just sort of, it's kind of a chat, isn't it? Like a make make believe sort of story where you're all putting bits into it. Yeah, but the thing would be if I if I told them they can do whatever they want, which I mean you can kind of. Mhm. But well, yeah, they'd probably just start killing each other. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you'd have to see, you'd have to try and see how it goes. Give it a give it a go. So, are you looking forward to playing some 5e? Because yes. that's what we've got. Yeah, that was not much hesitation. I hadn't even finished asking him the question. <laughs> so, you're looking forward to Ricky's game then? What? What do you? Well, who's your character? It's a sorcerer. A sorcerer. Don't need a Let's let's tell us a bit about your character then. About which one? The, the one, one you're going to play. Your one you play. Yeah, the guy oh. with the, the coloured orbs that float around his head. I thought it was only one colour. Was it one? I don't know. I thought it was just a purple one. Anyway, but um, yeah, he's basically this hooded half-elf sorcerer that is mysterious. And his kind of face is kind of lit up by this purpley orb that's a magic focus. Oh, that's his magic focus, yeah. yeah. Because it says like a wand, it's like a, it's something like a rod, orb or book or something. It says in the source of thing. All right. It focuses, so I choose an orb to be interesting. Okay. Edgy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I think that has Kalon's is like a book, but um, yeah. So. He who shall remain nameless. Yeah. As Kalon. I think it might actually be spelt with an S. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I jest, I jest. Anyway, I'm setting a bad example. Go on. So, what's his name? Uh, well, trash. No, it's a really bad name. <laughs> what is it? It's like Stratford or Stratford. Stratford, I mean. All oh, right. I'll be Stratford. I'll be playing. Um, oh, I'll be playing my halfling monk. Yeah, I forgot. I forget his name. I watch a kin comes, but it's not, is it? Yeah. Uh, oh dear, oh dear, what is my... I've forgotten my character's name. I know. That's desperate. It's too long between sessions. You, you forget this stuff. I'll... Oh, yeah. That's the problem of having seven different DMs. Anyway, that's quite a role-playing challenge, trying trying to play that uh, that halfling, because I know he winds people up because he don't like killing stuff. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, people get a bit upset with him, don't they? Yeah, it could be could be accused of a, being a bit of a special snowflake character. Andrew, but he was, was so a pregen. One session. Triggered. And Andrew <laughs> was getting so annoyed with you and the um, that Duragar guy from the mech. Oh yeah. Oh my. Because I didn't kill him. Yeah. I converted him to my faith. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He said something like, when he gets out of the mech, I'll fireball him. Yeah. I'll fireball one Yeah, what he, what he did, the nuance of the game seemed to fall uh, on barren ground. But he didn't realise that the guy inside that mech thing was like a prisoner, weren't he? Yeah. And he was like enslaved in this machinery of destruction. So my character... Being, being a monk, uh, uh, yeah, a good-natured, kind of fairly pacifist monk. He was uh, outraged at the prospect of um, putting someone in this awful machine. So, of course, when we got him out, it was like a rescue, and then we healed him up and took him took him back to our civilization and. Uh, he was being victimised by the by his um, society because he was a bit he was a bit different, weren't he? He didn't. Yeah, he had some sort of religion that they didn't. Yeah, they didn't subscribe to. Yeah, that that was a good storyline going there. Anyway, we're home now. Uh, we'll uh, perhaps do an up update when we've played the first session. What do you think about that? Okay. Okay. Right, we'll see you later, folks. Bye. Next up, then, we've got a bit of a treat. He's back again. It's uh, Dave Aldridge from D Percentile Podcast. He's one of the new batch of comedians appearing on Anchor now. So uh, let's hear what he's got to say. Right, random tables as the crutch for the bad GM. What humorless donut said that? I don't believe anybody said it, Colin. I think you just put it out there to, to, to wind us up, to get a rise out of us. Um, look, I used to say this in my 
white wolf playing days. I used to look over at the D&D people, rolling random encounter tables, rolling randomly for treasure. Why are you doing that? I used to say, well, you don't you know what's in your dungeon? It's your game. It's your story. You've prepped it. Just decide what they're carrying. Tell the players. Nowadays, I ain't got so much time to prep. Also, I like to be surprised. I'm playing a game. I'm not James Joyce. I'm not George R. R. Martin. This isn't about the intricate detail of my story. Random tables, great way of injecting a little bit of unexpected fun into your play. You don't need to overuse them. Can't see the problem with them. If it's a crutch, it's a really useful one. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, nice one, Dave. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty... Uh... That's a pretty serious accusation, man. <laughs> if only I was that devious. Um, but so far, you're the only person to reply. Hopefully, I'll get some more. Uh, so, didn't get that much of a rise, did it? <laughs> um, but no. It, I'll tell you where I did hear it, actually. It was on an episode of Mud and Blood. Uh, the, the Kiwi guy, Liam was talking about it and I hasten to add it wasn't him that was saying it apparently he'd been arguing with someone on social media and I reckon uh, the argument was probably fairly close to the sort of thing you're talking about you know crafting this masterly work of fiction and you know not needing tables and you know if you if you was a proper gm you'd have it all worked out ah well i don't understand it because because for me the random tables are a great source of inspiration it's simple as that you know they don't stop you from having ideas they they really bring on the ideas um yeah yeah classic very funny mate very funny. Thanks for the call in. Going to close out the show today with the Crazy Spike Pit theme written by Logan Howard. Thanks very much for that, Logan. Thanks again to Dave Aldridge of D Percentile Podcast. Thanks to my patrons over at the Spike Pit Patreon. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listener taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to our spike bit take care and i'll catch you later by the light of the stars i was hunting again for a mean old troll in a third level den i'd been lucky so far this was old school rules i should have been cautious should have used my tools the path was leafy and the way was dim the dm cracked a smile but i ignored him and then i fell into a spike pit